This is Steven Jensen with Jesse Davin. I didn't even realize I was wearing sunglasses. I don't. I don't even remember putting these oh, on man. a second ago. Um, but I guess. Oh I'll, no. Yeah, this is a good. This is gonna be a good podcast. Good. Um, <laughs> so, uh, thanks for joining us, y'all. We have some fun stuff to talk about, including NXT Takeover Thirty One, which I thought was a great show, and. We also had Raw last night, which I didn't watch all of, but I did watch the key the key moments that we're going to definitely touch on. The big moment being, of course, Ali being a part of Retribution and possibly being the leader on top of that. So um, shout out to Jesse for today's thumbnail, which was very, very, very good. And I know that it must have taken you a long time like the other <laughs> one because I, I can see all the detail. Um, well, well, a long time. Well, but it's well, a pen tool. Somebody uses Photoshop as, as often as I do. The pen tool, like, you can get faster with it, but it never, like, either way, like, you're in for, like, it's going to take some time because you literally have to trace and cut around stuff and mask things. The hair. And, and all these people have long hair. Yes. Yeah, the hair isn't easy. And um, and there's also, like, uh, something to be kind of precise with it so you don't see, like, anything, any, like, the white or anything around it. And so I, I totally get it. And when I see all the work you put into the thumbnails, I know it's got to be taking you some time. So uh, I appreciate that. I think the thumbnails, the thumbnails have always been great. But lately, like, I mean, I can I can see the amount of work you're putting into it. So I very much, <clears throat> very much appreciate it. And, uh, Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I try. Try to make them look nice. They look, yeah, they look very good. And, uh. Yeah, I mean, I guess before we get started, what we'll probably do today, y'all, is we'll uh, we'll probably go through NXT, and then we'll talk a little bit of Raw, and as always, if you want your voice heard, if you want your questions answered, anything at all that you want us to talk about on air, make sure to send a super chat. You can do that right here through YouTube, or there is a donation link in the description as well. So, and I have, I made sure to make sure, make sure our alerts are on this episode. I, I yeah. noticed afterwards, last, uh, last episode, that... The alerts weren't on. We were still getting them and we were still addressing them, but I, I had accidentally turned it off to where y'all couldn't see it on the screen like normal. So I have fixed that for y'all. And I apologize to anybody who uh, who super chatted last week and didn't see their questions on the screen. But uh, but yeah, as always, we'll do that. We'll run through the, uh, the matches. This will probably be another like hour, hour and a half type podcast. So make sure... You know, if you want your voice heard, by no means you have to send a super chat. Like, you can just chat in the regular chat. But if you want to make sure we for sure see it and for sure for sure address it, then the super chats and donations, that's the best way to do that. Um, before we get into all this, I know I know off air there's been some stuff going on. But outside outside of that stuff, uh, how's the stuff going for you today? Good. This baby is kicking me like crazy all the time. Like all the time I'm being kicked and it's so awesome but it's so weird <laughs> it's like it's great though it's very reassuring you know just it's comforting to know but I just know that the further along I get the more uncomfortable it's gonna be like I'm already getting like short of breath and, I, and like oh my god I chugged a big thing of like this this morning uh -huh. and unfortunately when you're pregnant like so right now my baby womb is up above my belly button. So, like, all my intestines and, like, my stomach, it's all crammed in there. So I drink a whole one of these because, like, super thirsty. I was so uncomfortable this morning. Oh, yeah. I was like a balloon. I, <laughs> I had to lay down because the gravity was too much. So 
It was hilarious. I did have to take my daughter to school first, which was a very uncomfortable car ride. But it's just going to get better from here. I can't wait till this child starts to get up into my lungs and makes it hard to breathe. Because they'll be like... (laughs) (laughs) It's like, did you just run up a flight of stairs? No, there's a baby on my lung. That's wild. Yeah, because she's growing. And she's like, hey. (laughs) Anyways, how are you? (laughs) I'm good. I was telling Jesse beforehand, I'm the commissioner for my fantasy football league and have been for like... It's been over a decade now, and today I'm going through some fantasy football drama because uh, we're trying to figure things out because there's a, there's money involved, and we have to figure out how that's all going to work out if the season doesn't finish because of like you know the circumstances with the pandemic and all that. I'm pretty optimistic that we're going to get a full season either way, and we're already four weeks in, uh, and I came up with a solution that I think is fair, but of course, you know, a few people aren't going to agree, and I've just been dealing with that. But once again, these are very, very minimal issues. These are uh, these are very chill at the end of the day. And then also, I uh, recorded a podcast for the Sobers Network talking about UFC earlier today. So that's what I've been doing. So it's been a good day. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know you're. Trying... <laughs> um, while you, while we got Charlotte, <laughs> yeah, I didn't have <laughs> while we got Scarlet there. What's her, what, what, what is she eating? Okay. Doritos. Doritos. <laughs> Richard Thomas says, I miss Raw Underground. Yeah, man, I don't know what the Me hell happened too. to it. I'm so sad that Raw Underground is gone. Yeah, so what happened? Because like, I tweeted about that last night, and you responded. Did Ron actually address why there was yeah. no... Oh, he actually he did. Oh, okay. He like, came out, and he was like, well, we already know there's going to be no Raw Underground. And I was like, what? And I was like, I didn't know that. And then we got a super chat. Can you say thank you? Thank you, ma'am. I want to eat you. <laughs> cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, Dylan's wrestling stuff. Appreciate him. <clears throat> Appreciate it as always, man. Um, you uh consistently support the show, and I actually jumped on your uh. I didn't jump in the chat because I was multitasking at the time, but I saw you playing GTA on Twitch yesterday for a little bit. So. Keep doing your thing, man. Dylan says, hey, guys, I had all of my predictions right for TakeOver. All the champions retained. Kushida beat Dream. Yeah, good good deal. I think I, uh... Yeah. you never seen what was showing. I want to show you something. Can I show you it? No, I haven't. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I guess I was... Let's see... I got them all... Oh, no, sorry. Because I picked Kyle. And then I also picked, uh... Swerve. So yeah, I missed a couple myself, but Dylan with the clean sweep. Uh and thanks again for the super chat, man. We're gonna we're gonna talk about the whole show here today, so uh feel free to yes, keep letting us know. Are. Yes, thank you so much, Dylan. We super duper duper thank appreciate you, it. And buddy. good job with your predictions because I got a lot of them wrong. It was a damn good show. Um well I'll go ahead and pull the uh the matches up actually right now. She said thank you, Dylan. Oh Yeah. And then that. <laughs> well, there you go. She farted. Yes, I know she's showing me her butt. Yeah, make sure that does not get on the screen. Um, no, she's. No, just she's just. It's not actually her butt. She's just. Oh, okay. No, you're not. No, 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 do not. Yeah, don't do that. Um. Well, I mean, we could jump into the show since, I mean, I got it pulled up here. Sure, let's do it. 
Um, I did not see any of the dark matches, and I don't know if anyone did. Maybe they were taped for uh, <clears throat> for NXT this week or something. Well, no, they do that show live now. Because this wasn't on the WWE Network. Because um, I was watching the WWE Network before the show, so don't know when these happened. Um, or if they even did. I mean, it, I, there's no results. So I don't know. I don't know what's up with these matches here. Um, so I'm just not going to speak on it, I guess. The actual opener, though, Damian Priest for Johnny Gargano. Singles match for the North American Championship. Damian Priest retains the title in 18 minutes and 39 seconds. Jesse, what did you think about this match and Priest retaining? I thought it was a really, I mean, obviously it was a fantastic match. I mean, Johnny Gargano, while his character is flat, still delivers in the ring. Excuse me. I thought it was really good. I thought it was a great opener, especially like in this mini Thunderdome dystopian future utopia a zombie apocalypse kind of set they had going on. It was like at first I was like, "Ooh, this is weird," but then I kind of liked it. It was very industrial, very um like I said dystopian future, very Mad Max Ready Player 1 kind of crazy fun fight club thing like industrial fight club i loved it it was a great opening match unfortunately though with johnny gargano losing it was kind of like oh well now we know candace is not gonna win like because the whole thing was oh they're gonna be this big power couple and i mean obviously we can talk about what happened later but it was kind of like oh well like i'm not mad with the outcome at all but it was just like it was it was a fantastic match, but it's just like okay, where's Johnny Gogano go from here? I was expecting to see him on Raw, kind of, sort of, but maybe that'll happen with the draft. I'm not sure, but the match itself was great. I thought it was fun, so it was good opener, like really good opener. Yeah, I thought the match was really good too, and I I <clears throat> didn't mention it, but I'm glad you did about the. Uh... The setup at the what was the name of that venue? That small. Uh, oh wait, this happened in the performance. Capital Center? Wrestling. Capital Wrestling. Yeah. yeah. That's oh, what I see. Okay, I see. Um, I was a little confused about that, but the way the way that it looked, I thought was amazing. I thought they yeah. they killed it with the way the screen went up high like that. Um, instead of going like oh, backwards man. high, it went yes. up high, which I thought was smart because it always looked like it was just full of people. Um, it was perfect. Yeah, I loved the multiple screens that they had set up in there. Like Damien Priest at one point after his match, like did his like arrow thing, and it it was on like the like the far screen, not the screen for the entrance yeah. ramp, um, and stuff like that. So I mean, I was I I was thinking this the whole show too. I was like, I wish the UFC would do something like this, like put all these people mm. on these screens around them just like that, and and have because it was cool because they also had the cage. With actual people in the like behind the fence, banging on the cage. Yeah, but it was a great, like, awesome. And imagine, imagine that for real fights for the UFC. I think that'd be awesome oh, if they did that. That would be brutal and awesome. Yeah, and like UFC doesn't use like the elaborate, like they don't use like the entrance ramps and the pyro yeah. and that kind of stuff. But I mean, just like the visual of having all those faces, like I think the Thunderdome, they do it really, really well, also. But I liked the setup for NXT a little bit better because it's, it felt a little smaller, and I liked the layers of the fans behind the fence, and then the tall, the tall screens instead of the screens that went back. So I, I like that better. Yeah, really, it's really more cool. ominous. Yeah, yeah, it was. It's like less pageantry, more <clears throat> ominous. 
And where does Gargano go from here? Yeah, you mentioned like Raw or SmackDown or something. I think he's screwed on both. I think he's going to wind up in 205 Live. Um, I don't know. I don't know what he does. I, I'm, and once again, I said it last week. I'll say it again. Like it's His in-ring talent is always there. I mean, his matches are always good. Um, but I just do not see Vince McMahon doing anything with him. Um, and I, I mean, he's... He's like he's too big for 205 Live because of like what he's yeah. done in NXT, but he also doesn't like. I don't also I also don't see where he fits in on like Raw or SmackDown, being the size that he is with like no. I mean his heel character I think is way better than his his face character, but I mean maybe there's more they can do with him and Candice together on the maybe that yeah, makes more sense. Like some kind of team together. That I'm that I sure. could see, I could see them maybe doing something with that, that like a heel couple Put him with a big guy or something. Do Give whatever him a manager. Yeah, do like whatever, not the same gimmick, but do whatever. Like the initial plans for like Maria Kanellis and Mike Bennett were or something. Like if y'all like actual plans Ooh. that you just never went through with, like use them for it or something. I don't know. Um, yeah. Not 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 the cuck angle, by the way. I'm talking about like when they debuted, yeah, the, and it was like, oh, they debuted. They debuted right on the main roster, and like everyone, for Bennett, we had no Maria, but like, my, but Bennett, you know, debuts on the main roster, no NXT, and like then they just did nothing with it. Um, they kind of do a similar type thing as heels on on NXT, though. To be fair, kind of like the Power of Love. It's like kind of it's kind of the same type of thing, yeah. kind of. Kind of a weird um, goth vibe to it. Yeah, like it's a lot darker. Yeah. Um, but regardless, I think that uh, I think this was a really good match. Like, I, and I think the Damian Priest winning made a lot of sense. I like the finish where he hit his crossroads looking thing, but it was like what well, with with uh, Gargano hanging off the ropes, which yeah, that it, was it, epic. Yeah, and it all made sense. It wasn't like the Del Rio spot that Sean Rossap always bitches about, which I bitch about as well, where someone's just hanging on the ropes and waiting for somebody for no reason. Like this actually made yeah. sense how they got there and how the, how it all worked out. So, um, perfect. Yeah, good stuff. I was I was satisfied. Yes, and Damian Priest didn't mean to click that. Damian <laughs> Priest is a <clears throat> like he is somebody unlike Johnny Gargano. Like if and when he winds up on Raw or SmackDown, he's going to be a, a massive star probably for them. The, Ooh, yeah. the only thing he has going against him is he's a little older, like the, what people realize. He's, uh, he's 38. Oh, wow. Which, like, you know. Good for him. He looks no. great. Oh, no. I mean, hell yeah. yeah. Like, good, absolutely yeah, good for him. Still. But, Vin, you know, WWE, like, they're wary to even sign people past, like, 30. You know what I mean? Like, this is, uh, but it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. And I think, I think Damian Priest has a ton of talent. He's got a great look. He's really good in the ring. He can do high flying. He can do power stuff. He's got one of the best choke slams in the business, but he could also dive over the top rope. I mean, really good stuff here. So, although I've been a little negative on Johnny Gargano, like I have to always say, the matches are always solid. I always look forward to his takeover performances. I think his. I'll talk a little bit more about him during the Candice LeRae match, but as far as in ring wrestling is concerned, Johnny Gargano always brings it. So, I mean, this was yeah, good stuff. Yeah, he's like a guarantee. You're guaranteed to get a good match with Johnny Gargano. Yep. Absolutely. Um, this I thought was really good too. Um, oh, I'll read this out before I get. Before oh, I get thank to that. you, Throwback. Yes, thank you, Throwback, hey, for man. joining us. Um, what's good, guys? Hope you guys have a good day or a good show. Thank you, Throwback. Thank hope you. you too. Thank you. Hope you're safe and well, and I hope that you have a good day as well. Yes, and thank you for supporting my Twitch streams as well, Throwback. He's been jumping in there a little bit too, so um, watching me play Fall Guys. Um, up next, we had Kushida defeating Velveteen Dream by submission. 
I thought this match was really good. Um, I think I, I think the finish was uh was really 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 good. Uh, the way that Kushida basically bat he basically did a Spanish fly while he had Dream in his I think he calls it the hoverboard lock the Kimura that he does the double wrist lock. He uh he had he basically did a Spanish fly off the ropes while having the Kimura in, and then Velatine didn't tap, but like it looked like he wanted to. Velveteen gets to the ropes. Kushida rolls through it, I think is what happened. It was something where he, he held on to it and they did something else. And he, he locked it on even harder. And right when that happened, Velveteen tapped out. And I thought it was genius. I think it got Kushida over more. It did everything we were hoping it was going to do. And then he beat the hell out of him after the match also. Which just, I think that, a lot of the time when you see something like that in wrestling, you see it as like a heel tactic where you're like, oh, they're trying to like kind of, made this guy more aggressive, kind of turn him heel. Like, I don't know if I agree with that. I think all of that was a nod to all the fans that, like, do not want to see Velveteen Dream on screen right now for off, you know, outside of the ring things. And I think that was a big nod to all of those fans to say, like, all right, look, this is Velveteen Dream getting his ass kicked on screen. We are putting Kushida clearly over him in the ring and as a character, and we're giving Kushida a push here by expense of Velveteen Dream, which I think this is all things we called on, on our predictions. And they went through basically to a T with what I was looking for. So I, I was all about this. Yes. Hell. I, I, was, I was too. No. I didn't really, the cosplay was a little weird to me. Like they were both in like coordinating cosplay, which was kind of Well, Kushida always wears that. Oh, but that, that, that's, oh, what it, that's what it was. It was, it was Velveteen Dream doing um, like antics. By trying to be like, oh, well, you dress like, what's his face? Michael J. Fox, so I'm going to dress like Doc. Yeah, that's what it was. That's exactly okay. what it was. Okay, because it was just weird. I was just like... Well, I think, it was, I think he was mocking him. I think that was the idea. Was like, he yeah, was... that's what it's like, psychological. Yeah. Please stop. But um, we did get a super chat really quick um, from Dylan again. Thank you so much, Dylan. It says, how to get Kushida over. Show more aggressive sign. Thank you, Dylan. Show more aggressive side, defeat a dream and take over and continue to destroy a dream after that. That is what I loved. At first, I was like getting a little bit worried. I was like, I, I honestly, I didn't even, which is not fair to Kushida. I didn't even pay attention to the match because I was like, this match is going on too long. There's too many near falls. Like, what is happening? It's like, it was starting to worry me because I was like, there's no way dream can win. They just can't just in so many aspects. He can't win. Um, if I, if I try to like go back and remember it and think of the match, like not worrying, it was very, very good. It was what you want a match to be, which is, you don't know what the finish is going to be and you are invested. And I was invested for Kushida and it was the, the beat down afterwards was absolutely like the best thing. And I guess that's supposed to turn him heel, but to me it turned him face. Like, yeah, I don't think that that was you know, meant to turn. Like I said, I think that was meant to, like that was a nod to people that really hate Velveteen Dream. Yeah. That was like, and and, yeah. and let's not forget, Dream's a heel. Like Kishida gave him what was coming to him. Like that's that's how I see it. Yeah, yeah. And again, thank you so much, Dylan. And but okay, so Dream was doing some kind of weird thing at the beginning. I know it's very Velveteen to be like boisterous and flamboyant, but like at the very beginning of the match, when he was on the outside, when he went to go get a chair. It was like he was fighting somebody invisible. He was like just going like this for like no reason, and I'm like, dude, what's wrong with you? That was I don't weird. Know, 
yeah, I was like, what are you doing, dog? Like, for real. Like, this, it was just very weird, and it creeped me out, and it gave weird vibes to an already weird match. And I'm very satisfied with who won, and I was ex- even more satisfied with the aftermath. So. Yep. Couldn't agree more. I think it accomplished everything it needed to. Um, Let's see here. Santos Escobar over... Isaiah Swerve Scott in the next match. This one went 15 minutes and 14 seconds. Santos Escobar retains the NXT Cruiserweight Championship in, I mean, another really good match. What did you think about Escobar retaining? And uh, what do you think, kind of, where does Scott go from here? Um, I actually thought this was the best match of the night. Um, He got the hat. Yes. Um, I thought this match was fantastic. I loved everything about this match. I guess I'm okay with Escobar retaining. I really wanted Isaiah to win because I just I think we had discussed that before. But this whole match was so good. This match had literally everything you want out of a match, let alone a cruiserweight match, and more. They they both came out of this looking fantastic. I loved it. I it, it almost like gave me Fight Forever vibes because I just I loved it so much. <laughs> but um and it honestly got me invested into like maybe I should check out 205 live like what am I missing you know what I mean and I think that's probably what the purpose of the match was I guess but I would like to see more of this on NXT on Wednesdays as well so I really 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 liked it I there's nothing I didn't like about it so yeah I don't know if this is true or not but I I think I remember hearing uh, the commentary mentioned this was the first time the Cruiserweight Championship was defended on an actual TakeOver show, which, let me know in the chat if that's true or not. Um, but if it uh, if it is, that's pretty big. That is pretty big. I Maybe it's been defended on a pre-show before or something. So, but that's actually huge. And it's deserving of being the first one on an NXT TakeOver, if it is. So... <laughs> Grace Gavin. Oh, yeah, there you go. Um, with uh, the rest of this match, yeah, I mean, the only thing I didn't like about this, I think this was, this was the match where towards the end, like, like the bottom turnbuckle was exposed, and uh, Scott got, like, hit into it, but, like, he totally missed it. Like, the camera was right on the spot, and I'm pretty sure uh, it just didn't look good, but it was, the idea was that he was going to like, he hit the turnbuckle, uh, the exposed turnbuckle, and then when Sa- Santos Escobar hit him with his finisher, he was completely out cold. Um, so that adds another layer to it, but the thing is, like, Swerve's gotten a lot of opportunities at this point, so it's like, I don't see them... It's like this was set up in a way that you would have a rematch again, because Scott, like, you know, like, that happened to him, but at the same time... Escobar is a heel, and he used heel tactics, and he's beaten Swerve on multiple occasions now, so I feel like they'll probably move on from there, and maybe we see Swerve on Raw or SmackDown sometime soon, maybe. I, I'm not really sure. Um, we've seen him on Raw Underground in the crowd, but that's that's it. So, uh... Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, that's... Yeah. okay. Hey, hey, hey. Let's hit, hit the reset button. Here, right here. Hit it. Hit it. Hit it. You can do it. Hit the reset. Hit the reset. Please. What's the reset button? Why well, do like a reset? We reset our attitude. Oh. 
Gotcha. But, um, yeah, that's true. I guess, you know, he's had his chances. But then again, so is Randy Orton, and he's getting, like, 5,000 chances. So, I mean, heck. I mean, who knows? But I think it's time to move on. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm with you. Because, I mean, they, there's a lot they could be doing with Swerve, like, but they haven't really pushed him, like, super heavily. So it's like... Haven't. It's it's he's in a weird spot. Like he might just wind up on two hundred five live for a while, and I just I really don't know. But but Escobar is a great champion, and he is. It's really like this whole Legado del Fantasma stable is very interesting for a show like two hundred five live. So yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Um, moving on, we have Io Shirai. She retained her NXT Women's Championship over Candice LeRae, sixteen minutes and forty five seconds. Um. Is this on me or you to go first on this one? I already forgot. Um, can you just give me a minute? Yeah, yeah, go for it. I'll, I got it. Um, so I thought this match was good. I think Yo Shirai should be the champion, and I think she should be the champion for a while on any brand she's on. I think she's really, really good. I like her entrance a lot. I like her presentation a lot. I like her in-ring work. She's got a great moonsault, great arsenal moves. I... I'm really all about Candace. Or sorry, uh, Io Shirai. And Candice LeRae is very, very good as well. Like, in her as a heel, we talked about her and Johnny Gargano earlier. <clears throat> and, you know, I, I, I like what I'm seeing out of both women. I thought this was a good match. What I didn't like about it, I'm going to see if I can find it on my... I know I retweeted it. Um, something I didn't like about the match was this. So... And this is so accurate. Shout out to at Tape Machines on Twitter because this is this is my thoughts in a nutshell on Johnny Gargano out you know outside of his actual in ring oh, wrestling. Yes. It's he says even in a match that doesn't involve him, I have to still see this shit. And what this is a picture of for anyone who listens to the audio of this afterwards is. It's a picture of Johnny Gargano overacting as the referee in Candice and Io's match. He's not even a part of the match, and he's out here. This is the stuff about Johnny Gargano I really don't like, and this is stuff that I was talking about on the preview show. It's this exact stuff. He's incredible in the ring. He's undersized, but he makes up for it with how good he is in the ring. As a heel character, he's been more interesting. As a babyface character, I think he comes off as a dweeb. And then there's this stuff where... He's always lovingly looking into his opponent's eyes or reaching for their hands. Or it looks like he's having relationships with these people. Like, it's like, I understand he's married to Candace. They have an actual relationship. But the, he just, he overacts to a point where it takes me completely out of it at points. And this is a yeah. perfect example of that. EO and Candace were having a great match. They didn't need any of this. Um, and that's just my opinion on that. So, Yeah, I thought, and here's the thing about NXT. And this is how I feel. Anytime that there's shenanigans, okay, on a takeover, anytime there's shenanigans or outside involvement, it never works. So now at this point, I know it's not going to work, so I don't expect it to. NXT has fooled us all into thinking the match is so much better just because there was outside interference and it didn't work. So that should instantly make the match better, which is not... right. It never does. So it's, I'm just, I'm conditioned now to not even, I, I know it's not going to work. It never does. Maybe one day it actually will and I'll, you know, 
change my mind. But it's like NXT has really fooled us because WWE has made it to where we have gotten so sick of outside interference and DQs and nonsense in matches in the main roster that when we see outside involvement in NXT and it doesn't work, we all jizz our pants and we think it's the best thing ever. Like, that's the one thing. And to me, this match on its own was really, really good. I really liked it. It was great. I know we did, honey. And, <laughs> yeah. And, That's something I have to keep, like, flipping, flipping that switch on and off of, like, mom oh, wrestling, yeah. mom wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we did. But, and like you said, I think Io Shirai is a fantastic champion. No, not yet, please. Not yet. When I'm done, if you're good, we can go get it. Um... I think she should be champion for a long time. I think she deserves a long title reign. However, I thought this match made Candice LeRae look really good as well. It made her look really strong. I don't think she really needed, like you said, the involvement with Johnny Gargano. I just, I mean, I get it. That's part of their thing. But it's like, if if that's the way it's supposed to be, then why didn't she get involved in his match with Damian Priest? Like, like it it, it shouldn't be one-sided you know what i'm saying and you're right it made johnny gargano look like a dang goof it made him look like a failure he can never get it done and it makes him look bad and i mean i guess it's sort of protected candace LeRae or something but i just i didn't need it i knew it wasn't gonna work it was weird it was pointless i mean it was funny but to me nxt takeovers aren't supposed to have like much comedy i guess (laughs) So I, but the match itself was great. Other than that, Yoshirai is a fantastic champ. Candice LeRae is really talented. Interested to see where Johnny and Candice end up on the main roster, which I'm assuming is going to happen on the draft. Watch them get drafted to two different shows. Oh, yeah. That would be so WWE. I just, I have a vibe. I don't know. I have a premonition, but maybe not. Maybe, maybe we have faith. And they put them together, and we get, like you said, a Mike and Maria kind of situation, but better. And, um, yeah, but I did. I really, and you know what? Speaking of the the Capitol Wrestling Center, I thought both of these women's interests were fantastic. They were such a vibe. I thought, especially Io Shirai's, her entrance looked great in this setup. Like, it just, like you said, how the Thunderdome went up. So that when they shut off the screens for the entrances, it just looks that much more grand. Yeah. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. So I loved that vibe. Match was great. Just didn't need the uh, the involvement because I knew it wasn't going to work. Yeah. I'm with you. Main event, I thought was fantastic. We had Finn Balor defeating Kyle O'Reilly, retaining the NXT Championship. Obviously, I... When I was on the Kyle O'Reilly bandwagon, and still am, 100%. Thought the match was great, and I thought that... I said it, I tweeted about it right before the match happened. I said, either way, win or lose, like, his stock's about to rise big time. It, like, he's going to go out there and kill it. And, uh, yeah, before I give my thoughts on it, what were your thoughts on this? What do you think about Finn? What do you think about the match? Obviously, we can talk about uh, their jaws and all that stuff. They went hard as hell in there uh, for almost 30 minutes. Uh, what do you think about Balor winning in this match in general? Uh, this match was amazing, and I think that if people weren't familiar with Kyle O'Reilly 
beyond NXT and they were just familiar with him in NXT, I feel like people were in for a big shock. And this was a great match to kind of prove his his worthiness to be on the main stage beyond the shadow of Adam Cole because he is just amazing. And this match gave you everything you wanted in a match. It had, like, grappling. It had high flying. It had submission holds. It had near falls. It had blood. It had storytelling. It had comebacks. It had just everything that you actually want. And it felt visceral. It felt hard. It felt amazing. It felt that... That was bad. But, uh, anyways, it just felt really wrestling it, it felt wrestling it didn't feel campy it didn't feel wwe style it was just awesome and it was a fantastic main event and it was a fantastic conclusion to what i thought was a fantastic pay-per-view because there were a very few matches which gives them more time to shine uh how long did it go 28 minutes god it felt longer than that but that's like a good thing like it felt longer because it just felt It felt like a marathon. It really, in like a, the best way, like one of those marathon, like a, what do they call those things? The warrior, not the warrior, savage run. I don't know. What are those things called? Yeah, I know what you're talking Iron about. Man. Yeah, like. Like the ones where they put the paint on their face and they have to run through the Like the, t- like the tough mutters and that kind of stuff. Yeah, that kind of stuff. That's what it felt like. And it was, I loved it. However, obviously it went home early because which is which is scary to me because if Finn Balor, Mr. New Japan Finn Balor who's been through quite a bit in his day and age, you know, won the Universal Championship with a dislocated shoulder, if he's calling for a match to end early, like something's up. And I mean immediately you saw his jaw just huff up. I mean it looked like when I had my wisdom teeth out on this side and they didn't give me any, like, steroids or antibiotics. I literally had, like, an orbit. It was just ridiculous. That's what it looked like. Mm-hmm. And apparently Kyle O'Reilly, like, lost some teeth. But I think he knows someone. I think Adam Cole probably has a hookup for that. So I think he should be okay. But, yeah, dude. Oh, man. Yikes. That just looks painful. Oh. Yeah. I knew, I knew something was up because when this was happening, like, Finn was selling the hell out of his his left leg. I mean, both legs, but mainly his like left knee, left leg. Kyle had worked on it a ton, put him in heel hooks and transitioned into leg locks and all the stuff that they did. And he was hobbling around, hobbling around. And then right after Kyle, I think it happened when Kyle did like a running knee in the corner yeah. before he German suplexed him. Um, that's where it looked like it happened because right after that, Finn, he no sold it and then hit him with like the coup de gras on the ground and did, right. and then didn't sell his leg at all. Got yeah. to the top rope, didn't sell oh. it at all. Hit the coup de gras, didn't sell onto his own legs, which he should have, you know, storyline wise, he should have hit that and sold it and then like went for like a long cover because like his knee should be messed up because he just hit a move with his legs, with his injured legs, and he didn't sell any of it and went right into the pin and looked completely like. His Bauer doesn't get gassed. He's in incredible shape. And he looked gassed. Not gassed from the sense like that he was tired. But like I could tell something was wrong. Just by the way he kind of was covering him. And kind of laying there after the match. And like not selling and stuff. I was like oh yeah he 
he got hit and he got hit for real because you could see the blood in his mouth and everything and it was like yeah. um so i figured they had had to go to the finish right away because of that and it's also totally understandable if that was the case the whole match was great um regardless of that finish which the finish still made sense it just you could tell it came a little early and but when you say it was like a marathon or you know triathlon or tough mutter tough mutter whatever um it, that's a good analogy because it felt like an Iron Man match that went on for 30 minutes because they started off with like chain wrestling and putting each other in holds on the ground and like just basic stuff. But, but, but good. Balor was doing headlocks and then he was moving into like abdominal stretches. Once again, basic moves. But when you do one after another, after another, and it looks like you're really cranking it and other guys selling it and you're both sweating and it looks like you're, it looks like, you know, you're out there wrestling, like actually a physical wrestling contest. And then as the match went on, more fast-paced stuff. They start flying all over the place, starting each other with signature moves, start hitting each other with, you know, submission holds and all this stuff. And, yeah, I thought it was great. And and even though O'Reilly lost the match, I, I would imagine, now, once again, I've been on the bandwagon, bandwagon for a long-ass time, but there's probably people who weren't on that bandwagon that saw that match, and they were like, holy shit. Kyle O'Reilly is a legit main event guy on his own. And then after the match, Ridge Holland has Adam Cole up on his shoulder and he's completely knocked out and they're setting something up between Ridge Holland and the Undisputed Era. And I have to imagine Ridge Holland is involved with Finn Balor. So the, so the, the, the issue now that we might run into is Balor might have to vacate the title. If his jaw's messed up, which would be the worst luck ever considering the universal title thing being one day and all that. And carrying cross. And, <laughs> and carrying cross. I mean, it's crazy how like the hot potato of Adam Cole having the belt for over a year, uh, Keith Lee having it for a couple weeks, getting called up, carrying cross, being hurt, having to vacate. And now we might be in the same position with Balor, but the feeling I got from it was Holland and Balor are in this together and they're building, I see some people in the chat mentioning it. I think they're building towards like a Balor club type thing versus the undisputed Ooh, era. Yes. Um, and I think that at some point, like the split is going to come, like we're going to get Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly at some point, but there's still more story they can tell because now we have, now it's been proven that Kyle deserves to be there as, as his own. And now Adam Cole can over time get more and more upset about it. Like he's taking my spotlight. Like, hold on. That one match was fine, but like, hold on. Now he's getting main events instead of me, like consistently, like what's going on here. And like that, there's a lot they can do with this stuff. So I think the main event was fantastic. I think the stories that set up for the future, also hopefully assuming Balor can still wrestle or he won't be out for very long. They planted seeds for a lot more going forward. I, I, I liked it all, and at the end of the day, once again, I think the biggest thing they needed to do was, even in defeat, make Kyle O'Reilly look like he can stand on his own, and they totally accomplished that. So, loved it. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah, yeah. I I thought Rich Holland was like, I was like, dang. I was like, Pat McAfee looks really nice. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like Pat McAfee is, like, cleaned up. Like, that would be crazy he did. if that was Pat McAfee. <laughs> I was like... I was like, what happened? So stupid me, but then I realized, you know. But anyways, we did get some super chats. Um, Paul, I want to get to your second because Haley's is kind of related to the main event. So thank you both. Haley said an alliance between Holland, Fish, and Strong. Um, I think that would be interesting to see some, uh, like, 
like a dismantling of Undisputed Era, that would be pretty like crazy. I think maybe that could be like where they're going to go eventually. But I think what Steven said, which is like a Balor kind of club against Undisputed, would be kind of cool to do, kind of forming an alliance. But Haley, I mean, you could be. They could just jump right to it. I mean, if God forbid Finn Balor is going to be out and he has to relinquish the title, they could. They could go there quickly. So definitely what do you think yeah Haley I think this was I think it's a good idea um I because at the end of the day what has been the most interesting dynamic well not the most but one of the most interesting dynamics of all this with Undisputed Era and I brought it up last week is that Fish and Strong have been positioned as heels throughout all of this even when Adam Cole turned against Pat like to become a face basically in his feud with Pat McAfee which was an incredible match by the way considering Pat McAfee and never had a match before. Just incredible stuff. Shout out to Pat McAfee for the brand. Guy's killing it. Yeah. Um, and shout out to Pat McAfee and the boys. I'll even give a shout out to all the other guys out there on that show. Even the Packers fan yeah. that I always hear talking shit about the Vikings. It's a good show. It's a good show, though. But uh, And shout out to Aaron Rodgers. Fuck it. He's on the show every Tuesday, which is insane to me that he does this show. <laughs> and what's really fucked up about it is the more he does Pat McAfee's show the more likable he is where I'm like, actually no. I'm like rooting for fucking Aaron Rodgers at this point. Like as no, a lifelong Vikings fan. Yeah. He's the antichrist. Well, well, <laughs> well people say that because like, you know, apparently he doesn't have a great relationship with like his family and stuff, but, oh. but I also, but I don't know. Like, I mean, I have to, I have to look at both sides of it. I've heard of situations. Now I'm not saying this is what it is, but like, <clears throat> There's been situations like uh, a really obscure one that comes to mind immediately is like Macaulay Culkin. I remember that being a big thing when we were growing up. He was making all this money as a kid and he wound up in the outs with his parents because of it. Because like they were taking like all of his earnings and like leaving him with nothing until like he turned 18 or whatever the case was. My point is, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I've seen things. I watched the Aaron Hernandez documentary where uh, they're talking about his mom constantly hitting him up and being like, Aaron, I'm your mom. Like, like you made $30 million. Like you can't give me $5 million. Like what the heck? And it's like your family starts using you. Like, so I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't, I just don't know enough about their actual, but it is a bad look when you're not talking to your family. I mean, it's a weird, it's it's something that you would, you would hope wouldn't happen for anybody, but I I don't know the full story to be fair. So like, I I really can't, you know, um, but uh, but I've always thought he was an asshole and a jerk, and then like I started watching him on this show, and I'm like, oh, this guy's fucking relatable as hell. I'm like, this guy's actually <laughs> cool. <laughs> like, damn it. Then I watched the Packers game last night against the Falcons, and like he was doing some stuff on the field where I caught myself like smiling. I'm like, god damn it. Like this is not good. I might like, becoming a fucking Aaron Rodgers fan as, as a lifelong Vikings fan. <laughs> um, I hope he comes to the Vikings. I hope we ditch Kirk Cousins in the off season and get him if he's on the way out from Green Bay. That's what I want. But um. Anyways, uh, thank you, Throwback, for joining the chat today. And thank you, Haley, for uh, for that super chat, because I think that's a really, really good point. The, this is all coming back around to me saying Fish and Strong have been positioned as heels this whole time. Um, O'Reilly and Cole have been leaning more babyface lately. So I could see Fish and Strong potentially aligning with someone like Holland and maybe even Maller. I think I think that's a, that's a good prediction, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And then, um, so thank you again, Haley. So that was a great takeover. We did forget something that Paul, thank you so much, Paul, for the super chat to remind us about, because this was big. Uh, can you guys talk about Ember Moon's return? Yes, Ember Moon and Tony Storm are back. 
And I am so excited for Ember Moon. I think this is fantastic. I think this is perfect for Ember Moon. I was so hyped. This is the best thing to happen to Ember Moon. I think that she would have been lost in a return on the main roster. I think this is a great way to elevate her, and I love it. Yeah, and it looks like we'll, we could immediately get Ember Moon and Neo Shirai, which would be really good. Ooh. So, and, and I'm the, just so happy for Ember Moon. I, I've missed her. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I think I, I echo everything you said. I think that it's... Uh, thank you for the super chat again, by the way. But I, I think that it's uh, like it's the best case scenario for her. Um, mm-hmm. The only the only way that a, a moving to NXT could possibly be seen as a negative is if like... And I'm not saying this is the case, but if they like said, well, we're not going to pay you as much if you're on NXT versus the main roster. That's literally the only thing, the only downside. Otherwise... You don't have to travel as much. You can have better matches. You can get, have a career resurgence. Get to be an actual artist again, like doing your yeah. craft versus what someone else is telling you to do all the time. Like, I think I think Finn Balor. I, I would imagine he loves being back in NXT, and I'd imagine that Dre, uh, Breezango loved being back in NXT. Like, there's there's a lot of advantages to going to that brand. Um, that as a as like a someone in the workplace, I would see stuff like that as someone who. I kind of I kind of lean a little on the lazier side where I'm like, well, if I can get paid more to do less, like I'm down. And if I can enjoy my job more, like I get paid the same money and I can enjoy my job more and not have to like enjoy my life more. But that sounds very attractive to someone like me. Um so uh and Ahmed, thank you for the super chat. If you want to read thank that you, out, Jesse. Yes, thank you so much, Ahmed. It says just here to show support. Thank you. That really means a lot to us. Seriously, thank you so much, Ahmed. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It really does mean a lot to us. I hear TakeOver was bad, LOL. We liked it. So yeah, maybe yeah. if you like, yeah, we loved it. So, um, I mean, everything is subjective. So, I mean, it, it, you could think it's bad. That's totally cool. But yeah. um, we did think it was really good. I, we both enjoyed it. So maybe if you um, listen to the show later, you can hear kind of like our review and then see if you want to watch it or not. So, but um, it's okay if you heard it was bad and thought it was bad. That's fine. It says, Steven looking good as always and Jesse beautiful as usual. All the love and support, guys. I missed a lot, but I watch the show every time, even though I miss it live. Thank you. That really does mean a lot. And seriously, thank you for going back and watching it. You know, you can always go back and watch it later if you miss it live. It's not an end-all, be-all. It's always going to be there. So, thank you. I really, really appreciate that. Yeah. Same here, Ahmed. Very much appreciated. And, um... Oh, he said, don't misunderstand me. That's what I heard. Yeah, about TakeOver. I, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, sure. And, um... Oh, well, yeah, I really enjoyed the show. Uh, what are you, Ahmed? Some some giant AEW mark? What? What is this? <laughs> Just kidding. Obviously, I'm totally kidding. I'm because I'm a giant AEW mark, but uh, I feel like that's the only people who wouldn't like this show would be people that are like AEW versus WWE. Because I think subjectively speaking, if you're looking at strictly the in-ring action, if you're not even looking at the storylines and stuff, I think that uh, I'm not speaking for you, Ahmed. I'm just saying you hearing this. Um, I'd imagine the people you're hearing this from either just really dislike NXT or they're like super on AEW's nuts to the point where they can't accept what's going on in AEW. <laughs> because, well, I'm just, I'm just saying, because like, I don't know how you could watch this. Sh- now, once again, everyone's entitled to their opinion. Um, and if you watched it and you're a big NXT fan, you didn't think it was very good. That's totally fair. Um, but for someone like me who watches NXT instead of, or sorry, sorry, I watch AEW instead of NXT every Wednesday. 
Um, I'm definitely an AEW fan over NXT. Uh, but even I could watch this show and be like, this was this was a great show. So oh, that's just how Ahmed I see it. Says he's, Ahmed says he's all elite. So are we. But we, you know what, Ahmed? We still enjoyed it. So I'm telling you, it, go check it out. You can secretly like it. We won't be mad. But if you hate it, hey, more power to you. We're all elite, too. We love all elite. You know, so, I mean, hey, you do you, boo. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't notice it until you said that, but it's 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 background. It's not a problem. Okay. Um. Thank you, Ahmed, again. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you, Ahmed. Thank you to everyone who sent Super Chat so far. Now, this is another reminder for you all have been killing it with the Super Chats. Just want to throw this out there again. Super Chats and donations. I'm bringing this up for anyone who might be new to the chat that doesn't know. We will make sure to address your questions, statements, whatever you want to say. And I'm bringing it up right now because we're about to transition into some of the stuff from Raw last night. And I know there's a lot of people that have a lot of opinions about this. So if you want to ensure that we talk about it, send the super chat. We will we will have our eyes, you know, looking at the chat as well. But what I and the reason I even feel like I need to explain this is we always look at the chat. We're all your voice is always heard to some degree. But because me and her are trying to have a one-on-one conversation at the same time, it's really hard to like consistently look at that. And also with, or otherwise the show would be like four or five hours long every time. Yeah. Um, so that's why it's so important. Like if you, cause we don't want anyone to feel like we're not seeing or your voice isn't being heard at all. It is. It's just, we can't ensure that we talk about it because it would just, once again, the show would be five hours long if we did, did it the other way. Um, so we're going to talk about raw right now. And from what we both watched, because I will be honest, it was kind of like the same of the same for me. So, well. Um, oh, last second super <laughs> chat before we switch uh, topics. Thank you again, Ahmed. Um, says real quick, opinion on Cody's coming match. Sorry. No, dude. Once, for one, oh, never sorry. apologize. Um, yeah. you're, sending, you're sending us your hard-earned money for us to talk about wrestling. Like, never apologize. Yeah. Um, and I'll give just a quick opinion. I think it's happening a little too soon, but I'm not mad about it. I think that Cody and, and Brody are going to kill it. I think the dog collar match uh, is interesting. It, it adds another layer. And I also don't think this is going to be the last time that we see the two of these wrestle, uh, these two guys wrestle. So I think it's going to be more of a long-term story than just this Wednesday. But I think this Wednesday is going to add a lot of layers to it. So that's where I'm at with it. I think it'll be good. Yeah, I think so too. I do trust in... AEW to make a dog collar match actually like good so I'm not too like worried I'm interested to see where it goes and how it ends though because like you excuse me like you said it's like a little too soon there's a hair in my mouth but to me it feels like he just came back after getting butt beat and I don't know it'll be interesting because while if I'm being fair I don't like when WWE does rematches, but this rematch makes sense, to be fair. And I, I hope that Brody Lee wins, just because I don't think Cody winning it back would do any service to Brody Lee or Cody. Or so Dark Order. Be, or Dark Order. So it will be interesting to see how this ends up, what happens, who does what in this. There's so many ways they can go, so I'm really excited to see uh, what happens. Yeah, and I think... Thank you, you Ahmed. 
Yes. Yes. Thank you. And and I think you bring up a good point also with like with it making sense also because like so the re the reason that so obviously they built Brody anyways like Brody is a main event level guy anyways but the way that this story has played out is Cody was having these just hellacious matches one week after the next week after the next week after the next week so the combination of running into Brody Lee and also being completely worn down it totally made sense that Brody went out there and just squashed him the way that he did. The rematch has an interesting and different dynamic because Cody has been away and recovered and he's not coming into the match hurt. And so it, it realistically speaking, he should have a much better chance in the rematch than he did in their initial match. Cause he's not coming in beat up week after week after week. Like he was when they first wrestled. So I'm, mm-hmm. uh, I'm looking forward to that. But uh, Gary D'Souza, Ahmed is not annoying. What are you talking about, yeah. bro? Yeah, can't be, can't be saying that. Dude's over here supporting like crazy. Yeah, um, and, and let's we can be kind and honest, and we can be open to differing opinions without being annoying or rude. So, yeah, like let's I'll, just not not do that. Please. Yeah, I don't think you're like, being annoying I, at all. Hey, me either. So, uh, Gary, don't don't be like that, man. We we welcome you to the chat. Feel free to make your voice heard. Yes, like, of course. All good. Uh, but just uh, we're, we 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 work really hard to make sure the community of people that watch this show, it's no one feels bad or ashamed or like we want everyone's yeah. voices heard. Everyone to be themselves. Um, if if anyone crosses that line, we always address it. We have permanently banned people from the chat. Not not for oh, just yeah. saying not for just someone saying someone's no, annoying, yeah. but no. but but you know what I'm saying. Like we. We, we try to keep the positive, it positive, you know what I mean? Yeah, we want it to be positive, and we're all allowed to have our own opinions about stuff. Just, you know, Gary is allowed to have an opinion just like Ahmed is. And so, and that's, and I think we need to honor and respect that. And that's what makes wrestling fun is it's subjective to the viewer. So, yeah, let's just be nice. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm a mom. I don't want to have to mom the chat, so. <laughs> and I am not a dad, and that's super by choice because I don't want to deal with it. So, um, I bet I have kids eventually, but right now that's not on my list of priorities. Um, so I get it. I get enough of it for my fantasy football league. Like I have to parent them enough. A bunch of you know, but uh, but no, I appreciate y'all in the chat. And once again, Gary, it's no worries, no problem at all, man. Just keep it positive. That's all. That's all we're asking. Um, let's see what else we got. Uh, was there anything about uh, else about Cody's match that I wanted to point out? Um, yeah, you know, I think it'll be good. We'll just put it that way. I think it'll be a really good match. And, uh, I don't know, like if Brody retains, I well, Oh, he'll, I'll, this is, I'll, this is a joke, but not really a joke. It's, it should be yeah. a joke, but it isn't. Um, what's the over under on during this match? Cody versus Brody Lee. What's the over under that at some point during the match, Brandy comes out and takes out like Anna J or something like that? Because I oh, feel like yeah. I feel like because like even this past week, I wasn't gonna say anything about it, but I feel like I have to. Like she came out and took out like the entire Dark Order with a with like a flip off the rope, and I was like, how is like Brandy just took out like all the guys in the dark order herself like you've got to be kidding me like like I'll, I'll give her this credit brandy i'm i've been harsh on her but as a person i can't say enough good things about her what she's doing with culture city and and her behind behind the scenes stuff great she has improved drastically lately in the ring 
Like, I will give her her credit. It's been better. I'm not, it's not at a point with me anymore where I'm like, stay off my screen because it was, it was that. And now it's more like, okay, I can deal with this every now and then it's fine. But when you're coming out and you're taking out an entire stable of people yourself with one move and you're Brandy Rhodes, I'm not okay with that. Like, come on. Like, it's too much. It's, ugh. But either way, like, I get it though. It's the story. It's the nightmare family versus the dark order. I get it. But like, and that just is what it is. It just is what it is. But hey, yeah. shout, hey, shout out Brandy though. Like she's she's been getting better. Like I will, I will. My mind. I've said it a thousand times on the show. My mind about people can be changed. There have been plenty Thanks. of people. Plenty of people. Marco Stunt's a great example. I saw him for the first few times, and this was years before, years before AEW. In in high school gyms, in bars, I was watching Marco Stunt wrestle people and thinking, "There's no way this kid's ever gonna make it past what I'm seeing right now," and. He completely proved me wrong. And I am a huge fan of Marco Stunt in 2020. There's been, there's plenty of examples like that. So my mind can't be changed. Brandy keeps bringing it, keeps getting better. You might see me sitting here one week going, hey, they need more Brandy on the show. They're not putting her out there enough. It's totally possible. It is totally possible. Um, uh, Ahmed says, you'd make a great dad, bruh. Uh, maybe I'll get Aww. a. Uh, I've been on the fence about getting a, a little Yorkshire Terrier dog, so uh, maybe I'll be a little dad dog for uh, before I decide to put a human being's life in my hands. Because <laughs> he's a lot of pressure. Yeah, I mean the dog is enough. I feel like we're like yeah. I'm. Or, I'm gonna get super attached to that thing and like uh, treat it like a child. You know what I mean? Like it's it's, it's gonna pra- be. Well, I mean, it's good practice because they're basically children anyway. So it is. It's good practice, and it's also something where like. This sounds a bit fucked up, but, like, if I sucked at it, I know, like, my parents would just, like, love it yeah. and, just bring, and just take them, you know? But I wouldn't want to do that to a person, obviously. I wouldn't want to yeah. be like, hey, mom and dad, like, I can't, yeah. I'm not good at this. Whoops. You know, I'm not, I'm not good at this. This is on you now. With a dog, it's a little different because they love dogs. And they already have a couple dogs. And it'd just be like, oh, yeah, you, yeah we'll, we'll take, you know, and they'd be excited about it. If I, I mean, I have a stepsister who I, you know, I have a, a, nephew and he's like three years old i feel like they they probably get enough of that already with like that kid's always over there like they're basically raising this kid um so i don't want to be doing that too let's put it that way love my stepsister love my family love my nephew but like i wouldn't i just i mean she and to, to, to her credit my stepsister does a lot on her own as a single parent like she does a ton on her own but i know my parents are also doing a lot for that kid i'll just put it that way oh, yeah. um so, anyways, that's a long way of saying I don't think I should have the responsibility of any children anytime soon, but maybe a small dog soon. That's been in, that's been in my mind. Um, I think I'd be a really good. I think I'd be a really good. Um, what do you call it? A really good foster dad or like an adopter. Like if I adopted a kid. Well, no, no, no. I think I think I'd be way oh, yeah. better off if I like adopted someone who was like ten. Like I don't if it, know money. like if I didn't have like the whole, it's not that I dislike babies, but that's a large part of the responsibility. I feel like is like raising oh, a I kid. See. Like if I if it just like popped out and he was like ten years old, could already talk, already kind of knew what was going on in the world a little bit, and then I could just kind of guide him and take care of him. That's a little bit. It's like Big Daddy, right? It's like the movie Big Daddy. Give me yeah. that kind of scenario. Kid already talks, already walks, already kind of knows what's going on in the world a little bit. Already, you know 
the idea of school isn't foreign to them. They already are comfortable around other people. Because I'm the kind of <laughs> right that like I'm I'm the kind of person where like if I had a kid, and I know you're about to go through all this a second time, but you've been through it and, like you're prepared for it. With with me, it would be like ha- like even just the idea of like something that I made that I raised that doesn't know anybody but me and my family, and then like letting them go to school for the first time. I'd be that parent who's like who doesn't leave. You know what I mean? Oh, I'd be like, I'd be like, that's me, by the time they go to school, you're right. <laughs> well, well, probably right. But, but I'm just, I'm, I'm like that kind of per. I'm just that kind of person where like, I can't even yeah. imagine. Oh, cause if like some kid bullied my kid, I'd be like oh, threatening their parents. You know what I mean? I'd be like, yo, you, this ever happens again, I'm coming for you. You know what it's I mean? It's like... really hard. Cause I'm a very non-confrontational person, but it's very hard for me with like a situation I was talking to you about earlier. Yeah. To not completely lose my you know what and like go off, but um, just try to have grace. Yeah. But yeah, I did see raw ratings were one point six million. I saw that. Sorry, I just we can, uh, no, no, that's yeah. perfect. We can we can pivot right over to yes. raw because I've talked about being a dad enough. Thank you again, Ahmed, Aww. for the uh, for the super chat. And I appreciate all the kind words, man. Every week, you're always telling me yeah. I'm looking good. Give me another one of these winks for you. Uh-huh. Um, but uh. But no, appreciate it, man. Big, big confidence boost here on a, uh, I was going to say Tuesday afternoon. I guess it's like almost Tuesday evening already. Yeah, we got to get, I got to get, I got to wrap it up here soon. So we can go over kind of some quick stuff here. Cool. But, uh, Last minute super yeah. chats, get them that in while we're doing this. Because we're, because we're not doing a full raw review for this. We're just going to talk about some of the, some of the highlights. Uh, Random stuff, yeah. And we might as well just start with the thing that I think is the most interesting thing about the show and the thing that most people are talking about, um, which is, where is it? There it is. Which is Ali. So, for those of you who have been watching the show, I I have been calling for this. I've been saying Ali as the hacker should be, like, if he was the hacker, he should be involved in Retribution. He's been complaining about being put on main event. That would make sense to be a part of not in the main event, but on the main event show that nobody watches. Um, that would be a good reason to want to be in Retribution. Um, last week, the lights went out during Ali's match. It would make sense that he would be a part of Retribution. Um, there's all these things um, that were pointing this direction, but I think they did a good job kind of uh using a diversion by having him aligned with Apollo and Ricochet because it made it seem like he was like completely unrelated to all this other stuff going on. It was just like another guy with these guys who can't beat hurt business. So I thought this was it all makes sense and I applaud it because I think retribution is I think it's still goofy as hell, but with Ali as the potential leader of the group it gives it, I think you, you put it in like the thumbnail too. It, it like levels up the entire thing. And that's, I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm here for it. I think it was a smart move. Uh, what are your thoughts on Ali, not only joining Retribution, but potentially leading Retribution? Yeah, no, I think this is great. This was the only thing on Raw that I actually like got excited about. This is the only thing that actually like interests me on Raw. It's the only thing I paid attention to. And I loved it. I does this save retribution? No, it does not save retribution, but it refreshes it enough for me to be interested in it again. Like I had kind of lost interest. The whole Twitter thing was kind of cool, but it definitely gives 
retribution the kind of oomph that it needed because regardless of twitter that was me like, by the besides way that, yeah i know i figured it was i figured you were reading what i sent you I was yeah. like oh but anyways <laughs> that's the kind of thing but anyways um i just like i said this does not save retribution let's be perfectly clear they can still screw this up they absolutely can but it definitely gives it a level up and it definitely piques my interest and makes it a whole lot better. And it makes sense why they've been so weird because he's been trying to be a wrestler and run this crazy faction. And, you know, it's not been as organized. And I think it's good for Ali. I just hope that it doesn't bring with it, like, Islamophobia and all that kind of stuff, you know, kind of hate, which is what we do not need right now. Um, towards Mustafa Ali because I know I watched that kind of special on him and it was like whoa that's really shitty that people were saying that but I think him as the hacker as the leader of retribution I think they need to tie in the whole hacker stuff with this yeah and just kind of say hey like I was getting sick and tired of like doing nothing on this computer I kind of did my deed there and I recruited these guys from the dark web (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sorry um, oh, man. I don't know I was just kind of like going in my head there a little bit but um, I I think it's really interesting and it actually makes me interested in Retribution because let's be honest they weren't they they weren't doing much so that'd be funny as hell that dark web, web scenario imagine like Ali sitting at his computer like on the dark web and he's like all right, like, all right, it says here I got to pay 500 in Bitcoin to get to the next page. I'm going to pay in Bitcoin. Okay, boom, next page. Avoid this, avoid that. Boom, boom, boom. All right. And then he's like, Dijak? He's like, oh, Ali? Well, yeah, I'm on I'm on this also. Yeah, dude, things aren't going well for us. We need to fuck shit up. Like, right? oh, yeah, I know. I, I, Dio Madden's on here too, the, on the dark web. On like AOL and the messenger dark web. Hey, yeah, he goes by T-Bar, he goes by Slapjack. Yeah, yeah, these are their dark User web names. their dark web usernames. Yeah, exactly. That's so funny. Watch Ali's be like hand-eye. He's got that like hand-eye. Hand oh, hand eye. man. That's actually probably exactly what they're going to call him. Or they're going to be like, you once knew him as Mustafa Ali, and then you knew him as Ali, and then it was back to Mustafa <laughs> Ali. Now he's just <laughs> Ali. Yeah, right, like, right. That would be so awesome. Right back to it. That would be great. Um, or like the truth, or whatever you used to say, the truth. The truth. I hope. No, no, we can't be our truth because that. Oh, would be true, insane. true. Can't be doing that. Yeah, I wonder what they will call him though. I mean, I think that's actually not about a hand eye. Hand eye coordination. Hand eye was <laughs> the name of the his finisher. Hand eye coordination. Hand eye coordination. Yeah, I mean, but at least it's at least it's something. Um, Richard, you sorry, Li- Richard Thomas um, said uh, he also he's saying Triple H leader of Attribution calling it now. That's what I thought he's saying that he thinks that Ali will Ali will be more like Evil Uno in the Dark Order, and that he's like the kind of like second or third kind of in command, and he's talking to the like exalted one, whoever the actual leader of retribution is who he thinks is triple h i mean i could see that happening potentially yeah. um 
I don't really, I mean, I guess it makes sense that Triple H might be like, this is what you get for never giving me the company. I'm going to just recreate it in my own image. It, it could make sense. But at the same time, it also kind of doesn't make sense because it's like, so you're just going to destroy the whole, like, you're going to get all this. We all know you're going to get all of it. You just have to live long enough. I mean, this sounds fucked, but you just have to outlive Vince. That's really the thing here is like, if once Vince, I mean, I hope Vince gives it up before he passes away. Like, I hope, I hope for his own sake that, you know, he gets at least a few years without the stress of running this company and the travel and he can just enjoy his life outside of wrestling for a little while, like before he passes away, you know, but, um, there's nothing, uh, there's no signs pointing to that. It looks like Vince McMahon's going to be in charge of this until the day he dies and, oh, yeah. um, you know, Triple H in storyline, he could be pissed off about that. He wants his chance now. So, I mean, it, it, it all makes sense uh, to a degree, I guess. Um, was there anything else on Raw outside? I know we already talked. There was no Raw Underground, which is stupid. This is just so cringe. Um, I can't stand it. I'm done. I'm done with the Messiah. I'm done. I'm done. Done with this feud. I'm done with it. It should be over. Let's move on. Seth Rollins is like a parent that's like gets walked all over by their kid. It's ridiculous. They had a deadline to apologize. What the hell is that? Like, are we in preschool? Are we... Is this class? Are we in trouble? Like, what? It was so dumb. It was just, I, it was just stuff kept happening over and over and over. And it's the same people and the same matches. And I'm just, like, so over it. And I'm just so bored. And I was just not, I was on TikTok, just scrolling through TikTok the whole dang time. Like, making food, made chocolate covered pretzels. I was just, like, could not be bothered. I was just, I don't know. Yeah. I wanted to watch Monday Night Football. That's what I wanted to do. Oh yeah, I was I was definitely dual screen and, and that's why like I I didn't pay any attention to the first like probably hour, hour and a half of Raw. Um I basically turned it on like when this all was going on, like Keith Lee and Braun Strowman. For one, I don't know why this was an exhibition match, especially if it ended in double count out. Why wouldn't this just been a match? Um and then I thought it was hilarious how they did this because it was like the hypest thing up. And then the match itself lasted like a minute because they both went outside of the ring and then got counted out and then beat each yeah. other up out afterwards. It was like, okay, so, okay, clearly they're going to do Braun Strowman versus Keith Lee. Why didn't they just build up a match between the two of them without doing any of this? It, I, I don't, it's weird. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, outside of that, I mean, they, they hyped up this whole Braun Strowman, or sorry, uh, Bray Wyatt being on Raw. It was like a video thing from the Titantron. Oh, yeah. Um, Kevin Owens just beyond repair at this point. It's just I so just sad. Makes me so mad. It makes me so mad. Same. He's incredible. He should at this point. Kevin Owens should be like the top guy in your whole company, and it's like absolutely you, you're doing this. Um, and he's gonna lose. By the way, like if he wrestles the Fiend, he's done. Like I shouldn't say done, but like he's gonna lose that feud. There's no way they're gonna put Owens over him. Um. Yeah, it's sad as hell. I'm actually watching High Spots interviews right now. I've been watching a lot of these old shoot interviews, or in rewatching in some points, and uh, I've been watching the Kevin Steen show lately again on High High Spots from bef- oh, yeah. before when he got signed. It's just like such a complete shift in. It's like two different people. It's why, like, I'm not saying it's worse because like Kevin Owens has made a lot of money since then, and he's like worked for the WWE and all this stuff. But like, the guy he was then versus the guy like, you can just tell. For better or for worse, you can just tell he's content where he is. 
Because if because if not yeah. if not he'd let his contract run out and sign somewhere else if he like really cared about yeah. having the best matches still and all. Now, I mean, once again, I'm not I'm not gonna knock a guy. He's making good money and he's being used consistently on on worldwide television. Like that's for some people that is the goal. But to hear him years ago talking about how he was staying in specific companies to have the best matches he could possibly have. It's just, a, I think it's a mind shift, a mind uh, shift in, in, in attitude kind of, um, once again, as long he, as he's happy. Yes. And, and he has two kids now. He only, he had just had the one when I was watching these interviews. I mean, there's, there's intangibles there, um, for sure. But like, as a fan, a big Kevin Steen yeah. fan, it's like, man, I wish he was going out there and having awesome matches still, but instead, They've, they've just really nerfed him beyond repair as far as I'm concerned. Now it's so. the Kevin Owens show. Yeah. It's, watch him throw chairs out of a ring. Watch him uh, try to have the Riot Squad make up. Like, I, I don't care. Like, I know. Um, Stinks. Blah. Yeah. And uh, the last but, thing I'll yeah. say... Last thing I'll say about Raw, because I know you got to get out of here, and this is really the only other thing worth mentioning. Outside of, of course, we have all the Randy Orton and... And Randy Orton and McIntyre stuff happening. They're still doing that. I'm becoming uh, less and less interested by the week. And one thing that I, I keep asking myself is, what would they be doing right now on Mondays if they didn't have the Hurt Business? Because they're in like 75% of the segments on these shows. Yeah, which, they are. And, 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 they're, and they deserve it, and they're awesome. Like, I think the Hurt Business is great, and I love how much they're being featured on the show. But like... Let's just say, like, what if Shelton Benjamin couldn't still go at his age? What if Lashley couldn't stay over because he's really, really bad on the microphone? What if MV- what if MVP had never returned at the Royal Rumble? Um, what if Cedric Alexander would have never made a pass? You know, you have four guys that, like, were all kind of lost to a degree, but they work incredibly as this group. Um, so... Um, I want to give a shout out. To, I, no, you're good. I just wanted to give a shout out to the Hurt Business before I got off got off of here because I, I no. think I think that they're they're doing great. They're holding the show up. Yeah, they're the MVPs. Literally MVP. They're yes. the M, They're the MVPs of Raw on a consistent basis. Whether they're winning or losing, they they're a part of all the top storylines and even the mid level and the lower level storylines and a part of Raw Underground when it's around. I mean, they're. Can't 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 overstate how valuable they've been, especially during the quarantine, so or the, during the pandemic or whatever. So, um, well, that's everything I've got. Before I talk about the sponsors, if you want to uh, just kind of tell everyone what to do while I'm about to read these out. Sure. Um, quickly, I hope Chanel. I'm keeping your aunt in my thoughts. I hope your aunt is doing okay. Um, anyways, um, so prayers to her and um. Yeah, so basically, um, we're going to go over our sponsors and stuff. We really hope you stick around for that because it really does mean a lot to us. It's a way to support us. But if you like what you've seen, if you like this, if you like the chat, we love our chat so much. Um, if you want to bring more people, like like-minded people like yourselves, into this, please give this video a thumbs up. It really does help us out. The algorithm goes, ooh, people are liking this and engaging with this video. Let's show it to more people who would probably like this. And these algorithms these days, they know their stuff. So I would love and appreciate if you did hit that like thumbs up button. Um, if you do like what you see, no, that's okay. You don't have to. No pressure. Um, if you would like to see more of these live streams to get notified before we go live and get notified of future lives, please do subscribe. Consider subscribing to the channel. We just hit 10,000 subscribers. We're going to do a giveaway soon once we figure that out. Probably in like a month, but we'll do one definitely. 
so we would really like to have as many people as possible to have the chance to do a giveaway. We would love more people. We love seeing the channel grow. We love, we do this all for you. We do this for everybody um, who watches and we're so happy and thankful that everyone watches this and we love and appreciate every single one of you. And like I said, um, super chats are always helpful. Um, you don't have to because we understand we're in a pandemic and all of that and we know that times are hard. But if you do have the means to super chat, it does really help us out because sometimes these videos like to get demonetized for some reason. So it does really help us out. And I think Steven has the sponsors ready. Yes. I'm going to start off with. Here okay, I got to go to the bathroom, so I may disappear for a second. Well, you're good. Uh, we got Music City Toys and Collectibles. They are the place to be for action figures, DVDs, autographs. Um, I mean, everything you think of. Like, I get a lot of my action figures from them. And they give me really, really fair business, and they're really, really nice people. If you're a part of their Facebook group, they do live auctions and claim sales, which is so much fun. Like, they'll jump on there on video with a bunch of different products, um, and basically, they tell you, they show you the product, tell you how much it is, and if you want the product, then you go ahead and claim it. They go ahead and invoice you the next day for it through PayPal. Super easy. So... If you're into anything pro wrestling related, if you're a collector of any kind, make sure to check them out. Search them on all social media. Just type in Music City Toys and Collectibles. And like I said, they'll give you a really good deal. And I promise you, they will be very nice to you. So check them out. Also, shout out to WrestleRumble.com. WrestleRumble.com is a place to be for all fantasy pick'em contests and raffles for professional wrestling the raffle coming up next is the Killer Belt Giveaway. They are $1 entries, and there is going to be four winners. So the last few that they've done, one winner has won all of the belts that they've been giving away. This is the list of the prizes for this one. So the Killer Belt Giveaway, it's $1, and first place is going to get a Hardcore Championship and a Custom Jason Mask from Friday the 13th Part 3. And when I say these uh, championship belts, these are the real deal replica belts, like the $400 replica belts. Um, second prize is the Fiend Championship belt and a Custom Jason Mask from Friday the 13th Part 4. So a different uh, Friday the 13th movie and a different championship belt, the Fiend title, really cool Third prize is going to be a Jeff Hardy championship belt, which I didn't even know that that existed. There's like a custom Jeff Hardy championship belt, so that, that'll be cool. I'm a big Jeff Hardy fan. Like, why not? Um, I liked his belt that he used in Impact Wrestling, that uh, custom one he had. And then fourth place gets two mystery belts. Like, for me, <laughs> as wild as this sounds, like, because I'm not a big horror uh, fan uh, or anything like that, so like, I I would like to get fourth place. I'd want to, I'd want to take the the two title belts, um, the two mystery belts. But any of these prizes are awesome. I just you know, and especially this time of the year, obviously, it, a lot a lot of people watching this are gonna be a big fan of horror movies and scary movies and all that kind of stuff. This is the contest for you, especially if you're into Friday the Thirteenth. I mean, and even if you aren't into Friday the Thirteenth, like me. There's still all these replica titles that you can win for $1, which is just amazing. I mean, potentially, you could buy $4 of entries and win everything on this on this page that you see. I mean, you could win all of it for $4 total. I mean, just incredible stuff. So 
Make sure to check out WrestleRumble.com. Jump on the website. Make sure to follow them on Twitter at WrestleRumble. Stay up to date with all of their contests and raffles. And last but never least, my brother Brian Jensen. He is a part owner of Steel Boxing and Athletics, a gym here in Atlanta, Georgia. He works with Parkinson's Foundations and people of all ages, shapes, sizes, everything, genders, whatever it is, he can help you out. If you're in the Atlanta, Georgia area, he can help you in person. If you're not, he can help you over Zoom. Uh, in person, he can meet you at his gym. He can meet you at your business, at your home, in a park. doesn't matter. Wherever you want to get some work in, he can help you out. And once again, on Zoom, he can help you anywhere in the world. If you want to learn how to throw hands, get in better shape, if you want to box at a professional or amateur level, if you want to do MMA, if you want just someone to have a different look at you, like every now and then, you might be a seasoned boxer or a seasoned MMA fighter, but you've been working and practicing in front of the same people year after year. Um, it helps to get a new set of eyes on you and give you a couple different pointers and some different points of view. And Brian can help you with all these things. In short, he can help you reach your goals. Hit him up on Instagram at BoxingATL. It's B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L. Brian Jensen, get a knockout workout without getting knocked out. I'm wearing one of his shirts right now as I speak. So huge shout out to Steel Boxing and Athletics for supporting the show. And just like all of our sponsors, if you tell them that me and Jesse sent you, I promise you, you get a really, really, really good deal on whatever you're trying to do. You can always follow me on Twitter at FightTalk underscore. That's F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. Twitch channel is the same, Fight Talk underscore, whole bunch of stuff. I got like MMA podcasts that have been going out, uh, MMA video edits for all things MMA. And I was recently nominated for an award. That never happens. Um, I was nominated for an award for the Sobros Network. They have a whole bunch of content on the Nashville-based website. And I'm up for podcast of the year and podcast episode of the year for the all things MMA channel. Thank you. Small, small little victories. Whether I win or lose, it's nice to, it's nice to get a nomination. So, um, so yeah, check all that stuff out. If, uh, if you want to vote, by the way, um, I'll actually pull up on here, their, uh, Twitter. This is the website that I do the MMA show for. And if you check that out, that's at Sobros Network, S-O-B-R-O-S-N-E-T-W-O-R-K. If you scroll down their feed for a little bit, you'll see eventually, this is our new podcast that came out today, as a matter of fact. Um, there's a link here somewhere. Oh, here it is. Um, you click that link there. It's going to make you sign into Google so that they know that people aren't just like stuffing ballots. Like it makes you sign into Google so they know it's one vote per person. And you go through, they have all these different categories and I'm in a, I'm in two of them. So if you want to help support me even more, vote for me over there on the Sobros Network. Maybe we can win an award. It reminds me of an Always Sunny episode. The gang desperately tries to win an award. I'm going to play it off like I don't care that much, but I'd love to win an award. Why wouldn't I? Uh, yeah, I'd like um, to win. So, uh, so yeah, I'll keep everything that I do. I'll keep up to date on my Twitter at FightTalk underscore. Jesse, go ahead and plug all your stuff. Yeah, so that's awesome. I will definitely be voting for you. Thank you. I, the best way to reach me is on my Twitter. My Twitter is below. You can see it. It's right there. Jesse the Buckeye, J-S-S-I-T-H-E-B-U-C-K-E-Y-E. And also that link that's in my bio is my OnlyFans. That is the best way to directly support me and my growing family other than this fantastic YouTube channel that we have going on right now. So, yes. So if you want to chat with me every single day, literally every single day, and well, not you, but just me, 
You chat here on the YouTube channel. Sure. Um, sure. Yeah, but just me. I promise it's just me. And anyways, that's where you can find me every single day. I don't like to check my DMs on Twitter. They're pretty toxic, so I don't really... I make my own channel with my friends. Oh, okay. Okay, that sounds like fun. So that's the best way to get into contact with me and support me directly and my family. And then obviously the YouTube channel. Uh, so OnlyFans.com slash Jesse the Buckeye, J-S-S-I-T-H-E-B-U-C-K-E-Y-E. I do actually have some promo pricing going on. I only have a few spots left. So please do hurry up because well, once they're gone, they're gone and it's back to the regular price. So I do actually have some little discounts going on right now if you subscribe. If you're a new subscriber because you can't unsub and then resubscribe for a cheaper price. We ain't doing that. So if you are a new subscriber to my OnlyFans, there's a special discount going on right now. So, yeah. And then obviously... Um, yeah, YouTube here, and then that's it. So, yeah, that's it. Um, I what's today, Tuesday? Um, mm -hmm. look at my calendar. Are you busy later this week, like Thursday? Do you want to shoot, shoot for then or like a uh, weekend um, next? Probably weekend would be better. Cool, I should be able, I should be able to do Saturday again before the UFC. Perfect. So, uh you know, maybe we'll get one in before the end of the week, but Jesse's got a lot of stuff going on right now. Yeah. Um, so plan on us being here Saturday afternoon, probably around like 2 p.m., give or take, is probably, um, probably, but once again, we can't stress it enough. Make sure you're following both of our Twitters and make sure that you're subscribed to the YouTube channel because that way you should be notified. I know people are, sometimes YouTube doesn't do that, and I, I never want anyone to have to go that extra step, but I... I think ringing the bell on top of subscribing yeah. that that should also help with the notification thing. But like YouTube's weird. Sometimes they just don't, it just doesn't work right. So, um, so that's that. That's all I've got. Um, we'll look forward to seeing y'all hopefully on Saturday. And yeah, if you want to check out my Twitch channel, go ahead.